Hey everybody, welcome back. Today is the weekend. Oh, that's not today, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Doing a little bit of a weekend uh, excursion here with my podcast, but yeah. Hope everybody's doing good out there. You know, read some uh, some troubling news, I guess. Apparently a, a woman who had gotten the COVID-19 shot has been infected recently by COVID-19. What do you think of that? Yeah, apparently they're saying that the, the vaccine doesn't... <clears throat> Is, uh, I think she got the Johnson and Johnsons, and they're claiming that it's only 66% effective, or something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't trust this rushed system. Well, that's just me. And uh, it's unfortunate that she got infected, but it sounds like she's pulling through it all right. So that's good. Eventually, we'll get out of this in due time. Hopefully, as long as we don't rush things, right? We just stay patient. As hard and difficult as that can be, I understand. <clears throat> so, yeah. We'll see how that uh, comes out in the next... Uh, see how this year turns out, really, right? The uh, COVID has been for the past year now. And well, over a year now, and we're into the second year. We're still dealing with it, but there's more people to deal with these days compared to those hundreds, hundred years ago where we had the uh, Spanish flu. Which, interesting enough, from what I read, the Spanish flus—they're not sure if it actually originated from Spain. So that was interesting. I didn't know that. I just thought it all originated from Spain because it's called the Spanish flu. <clears throat> but they just said that the the only reported case was uh, in Spain. But that was, be it was because they hadn't yet started reporting viral outbreaks, I guess, at that time period. And so Spain was the first one to do so. And so that's why they called it the Spanish flu. So it could have been coming from England or France or Germany. Heck, it could even came from America at the time. So, yet everybody, I don't know, they just jumped on the idea that it was, it had to be Sp Spanish. It's just something we should, I feel, maybe try to find more evidence about to, to correct that for historical accuracy, right? And, uh, yeah, because that kind of stuff is important to know, especially when we look back at history to find out how it originated. I honestly, I know people get offended by the using the word the Chinese virus, which honestly, I mean, hey, if we had a virus to stem from the U.S., people would call it the American virus or the U.S. virus. I mean, that's fair game, in my opinion, if we had one come out of ours, our country. So, it is what it is, in my opinion, but I don't know. I don't name shit. <clears throat> I just read it and go with the flow. And so, 
Yeah. <clears throat> Man. Trying to... Kind of... Had a little too much wine last night. But I'm feeling alright, luckily. I had a... Enough water. Water does your body good. Never realized how important water was when I was growing up as a kid. I'll admit that. <laughs> Just don't drink a lot of water. I, I, I never did. And... I would look back at myself like, man, maybe I should have drank a little more water. Learned more about that when I went into the military. <laughs> oh, yeah. The importance of water. You know, when you're doing fucking hundreds of push-ups and sit-ups throughout the entire day. And, you know, okay, probably not hundreds, but still. You're doing push-ups and sit-ups and shit and other alternatives throughout the day in basic training you know you kind of you kind of realize the importance of water then especially when you don't have flavored drinks like Gatorade and stuff like that so the water becomes your best friend good shit good stuff you know the uh and there's so many things going on uh as I often like to state I uh, don't know where to uh, continue. Just trying to ramble. There's a lot of stuff that could be said, could talk about. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid, you know, the uh, typical things I topic talk about right now. To talk about something a little different. And oh, one thing I I've I've learned, which was quite fascinating in my opinion, was the they have these like dog toys I guess you could call them toys but they're like little electronic pads that you could apparently program to say words and then what you do is you teach the dog how to push those buttons and then they learn which buttons to push based on the on the things you say I guess which is pretty fascinating like, in a way, you can have conversation. Like, there was a there was a video, I think it was a TikTok, when I first saw this, and there was a lady who was showcasing how her dog has, like, this entire freaking, almost like a keyboard-sized makeup of, of the uh, dog pad buttons. And she was able to converse with the dog. It was, it was pretty crazy. The dog was able to respond pretty, pretty well. Uh, to her questions or her statements that she was making and so I thought that was crazy and I was just like what I did not know dogs could do this shit fuck that changes the that changes the way we perceive things you know everybody's freaking out about gorillas and monkeys from planet of the apes we should be freaking out about dogs maybe those kids shows what was it like the the spy dogs or whatever or cat spy I can't remember what the hell they're called maybe that they're on to something there maybe they're trying to tell us that these dogs are much more uh, dangerous and scary than we think smarter like they understand they know now I know when I get on my pup Tavi I know he understands what I'm saying he better can't pull fast one on me no more I got him. I learned the truth. But we'll see about that. 
he's a he's kind of a weirdo to be honest I don't, I don't understand his motives behind things seems to do things for shits and giggles <laughs> oh like he uh, was running the fire pit the other day and he had this weird desire to try and eat fire embers or sparks yeah talk about brilliance there in my pup he thought it was something to eat something to snack on oh man he was trying hard I did not understand it, but you know what? The way I looked at it is, hey, you know, you burn yourself, you it's on you. Hopefully you learn from that mistake. <laughs> nope, he hasn't learned from it yet, so, uh, yeah. He also has a strong fascination to lasers. He loves lasers. I don't know, do you guys, do you guys have a pet like that? A dog that loves lasers? Have you ever tried using a laser? I've tried using a laser, or not, I've tried, I, I bought him a laser. And not gonna lie, it was originally out of just laziness, because I was just like, ah, I don't want to, like, play fetch with this dog. It's kind of like, well, why the hell did you get a dog then, right? <laughs> but, no, I try to play fetch with him. He's just not too keen on returning the ball. I tried. I've trained him. I tried to train him. He just won't listen. <laughs> but, uh, no, the laser thing, he, he, he fucking loves that shit. I point that laser and run it around and he just chased that like a damn cat. It's almost like he's part cat, as some people have told me. They, uh, they're they like, Sadok, we think your dog is like half cat or something. I was like, yeah, I believe it. He uh, apparently shows those indicators there. Definitely has the cat blood in, mixed in with his doggy blood. Whatever that means. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Now he's barking out in the back. He won't shut up. That stuff. It gets annoying. I'm not going to lie. We start barking, you know, consistently and constantly. And especially when it's just the same people like passing through the front. And he'll just start barking. He's like, shut up. Shut up already. God. Sometimes he listens, other times he doesn't. Man, I feel like I gotta like yell at him. Make make it sounds like I'm I'm the one barking too. But he's good. He's a that was one thing I I wished was possible, but I understand to some levels where when I was in the military it was just like it sucked that we didn't have pets. Like the MPs got dogs. I was just like, man. I mean, I get why they get dogs, but shoot, we should be allowed, like, a a unit pet or something. You know, like a common area cat, where the cat just kicks it in the common area and people can hang out with the cat, or even a dog. Hey, we couldn't even, we, we weren't even allowed a fishbowl. I think fishbowls was, like, the closest thing we could get to, though, actually, now that I think about it. But nobody got one. I could be wrong. It could definitely be wrong, but I believe fish bowls, and it depends on the size too, were the only things that were allowed um, for soldiers to have should they wanted such a thing. But you know, I feel like it's just good stress relief when you have a pet to kind of for 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 soldiers. We deal with so much stress, so much bullshit. It's very different 
than the bullshit that people deal with in the civilian world. And people don't realize that. They kind of, I don't know, if you've never served in the military, it's, really, it's hard to really explain. Because it's because there's just so much shit we deal with as a soldier. For one, you have this looming threat of the government that tells you what you can or can't do. So that uh, that is always probably hanging in the back of your mind. You know, that adds stress, despite the fact that it's will, willful stress in our case. You know, because they got rid of the the draft. What was it back in like the seventies or some shit? 60s or 70s, they got rid of the draft. Which is interesting because even when I turned 18, I still had to sign a draft form. <laughs> Which I was kind of like, what? I thought the draft wasn't a thing. But no, we still have to forget what they call that. The like social services or some shit. I can't remember. Um, so yeah. So the draft was taken out, so people volunteer. It's a volunteer service. Very few countries have volunteer service like we do. Like, very few. Extremely few. I think the last I checked, it was, like, England and <clears throat> a couple other European nations, I think, that offered a volunteer service. Most other countries around the world... Uh, don't have volunteer services. They have some form of mandatory service. If it's like South Korea, it could probably be something where they have a mandatory service where they have to serve in the police force or some kind of a volunteer position, so to speak. So, yeah. I don't know the full details because that's like, what, a hundred and something countries in the world? <laughs> but... I do know that, I'm, uh, from the research that I've done, that the majority of countries do not have a volunteer service. Do not. And we have the most chill volunteer service out of all of them. Which, hey, people should be glad for that. I've always joked about that, too, though. It's kind of like, well, it's, we have the active military, we have the reserve, and then we have the volunteer, like, you know, if people volunteer or not to join. You know, shit's gone pretty, pretty bad when they had to pull out the reserves because the reserves have not really done much. Like, they've, they've in, in the past couple of decades, they've tried to rotate the reserves into active duty to give them something more to do. That is true. Because otherwise, they're literally just sitting there, nothing, doing nothing but monthly training. And although it's not a bad thing, you know, you gotta keep your reserve forces in a, a good work or good working order right we don't want to have a bunch of fat lards so to speak that uh are incapable of being physically fit during wartime you know i, I shouldn't say incapable but are because they become so uh, what's the word uh, content or relaxed that they start to gain a lot of weight they lose their physical fitness you know and as a result, when if a wartime were ever ever happened, they wouldn't be fit enough to do do much uh, good, so to speak. <laughs> so it'd just be an embarrassment, an embarrassment if that was the case. One thing that I, I found uh, interesting too was the 
what was it? Uh, it just was on the top of my damn head. I was thinking about it right now. I had to do the volunteer. Oh my goodness, what was it? I don't know. I don't know. It'll come back, I'm sure. You know, it was a. Uh, it had something to do with uh, the military and the some form of volunteer. I just. I just have these brain farts sometimes. I'll be thinking, and all of a sudden, my mind will just go blank, and I'll be like, ah, shit. What was I thinking about? And that sucks. That sucks. Sometimes I wonder about my memory. <laughs> I wonder if I have, like, issues wrong with my memory. That's the sad part, because I don't know. I... Uh, my blood family was... I don't know much history. I don't have a good knowledge of any hereditary or potential health concerns. Like, did my mother or father have, like, dementia or amnesia or schizophrenia in their in bloodline? And if that will affect me. Because that's important stuff, in my opinion, to know. We... That having, <laughs> it'd be nice to know. It'd be nice. Not to say that I guess it's mandatory that I need to know. I think that having a nice understanding, having a nice understanding of, of that kind of, I guess you could say, stuff about my genes and bloodline is important, right? But anyways, <clears throat> let's go back. Uh, let's see. I'm still trying to remember what I was thinking about. It was, it was something that I was going to go into. The volunteer service of the U.S. is far more open. I still don't understand. I feel like they kept the draft, to be honest. As much as they say the draft... Is non-existent. They're going to resort to the draft. Um, because. That's. You. The government requires that. All governments. They're just like. Well if we don't have enough volunteer. Then we might as well pull up the draft again. And so. You know. That's, I feel like that's going to come back. Oh, That's what it was. Yeah. So. One of the things I remember with a volunteer, like what's happening right now, I was reading an article where the physical fitness test is being challenged by uh, a group, especially a group or a group uh, primarily of like female support, whatever. And they're claiming that the physical fitness test is sexist now or some shit, which in my opinion, the way they were going about it is definitely way better because... It was sexist when I was in, to be honest. And I mean it in the, in the sense where it wasn't fucking right that as a male soldier, our physical fitness required in the, in the army, like the minimum was like 32 or 42 push-ups, right? And females only had to do like 15 or 20, some shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, I thought we were all serving in the same damn organization here. You know, and the whole time, you know, as I was serving in the military, I heard all this 
bitching and complaining about like, oh, women's equality and women's rights and da 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 da. And it's just like, okay, okay, what the hell do you guys want? It's like, fuck, you're asking for equality, uh, yet here you are not doing the same amount of fucking push ups that we're being forced to do as men. Is that equal? It's like, what is exactly are you asking for? Because that's not what it sounds like. And so now that they're pulling up these, um, pulling up these, uh, the, the, oh, fuck, the do physical fitness tests. Uh, hold on, these dogs are barking a lot. They're bothering me. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well. Had to pull, they were just, they're just barking like a mad dogs out there. I don't know what the hell they're barking at. I'm pretty sure it was just someone walking past the, the house again. Whatever. Anyways, as I was trying to say, pup, yeah, that uh, it was it it was just frustrating to hear this shit coming out of the, the these arguments, claiming. Uh, for equality and and all that shit in the army. Yeah, they couldn't even co contribute their that that you know follow through with that, right? And then it starts to you know beg the question: Is like equality is what they're asking for, or is it fairness? Because equality means it should be across the board equal. If I had to do a minimum of forty-two, you should do a minimum of forty-two. That would be equal. Now, if they're asking for fairness, then fairness would be a little different because, in my opinion, that would be like, all right, what's fair? If men can naturally do more push-ups, then that makes sense. And if women can naturally not do as many as men, then that makes sense. I mean, we are genetically different. We have physical differences from the... I guess you could say molecular or cell level. I don't know. <laughs> Genetic level. So, yeah. we this just how we are as men and women. You know, we have to learn to play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses. Where, where females may be weak in some areas, men tend to be strong in those areas. And vice versa. So, like, I'm fine if it was just fair. But what was pissing me off is they were, they were demanding equality. Yet, they weren't willing to pull their fucking weight. They would bitch and complain. And so, that kind of bitching and complaining was... It didn't just piss me off. It actually pissed off a lot of soldiers. You know, because we'd see that shit all the time. And it's just, it's just fucking annoying. And so, to hear what the, what's happening now, because they made the physical fitness test a standard across the board that... Apparently, men and women have to... There is no longer a women's... Like, a women's... Uh, like, rating system and a men's rating system. It's not separate anymore. It's all the same. So, that's why I say, like, the previous... When I was in, if you want to call anything sexist, that was more sexist. You know, if that's what you want to call it. I never viewed it that way but it just came out that way because that's what everybody was bitching about and then now to hear them say otherwise and they're saying that this new system is sexist I'm like scratching my head I was like what the fuck do you want <laughs> like shit 
You're bitching about the other system, now you're bitching about this one. I think this one's even better, to be honest. Fuck. I would rather have a female that could do the same amount of push-ups as me. I was able to do, at my max, I was doing like 72 push-ups in two minutes. I think the highest I went was like 74. So I was just like, which is the max? I think the minimum was like 70 or 72. And so, like, that, like, I would have, I had, I've had so much respect for women that can maintain a same physical fitness as men. And there's very few, to be honest. And especially when I was in basic training, there was only one female that I remember that was capable of, of doing, I think she did, like, up to, like, 60 push-ups or something like that. 50 to 60 push-ups which was pretty high and I gave her I gave her props I was like hell hell yeah <laughs> uh, good job because that is that to me shows that you know she was committed she was pulling her own weight so this so to speak because if I had to do that shit if I'm if if I was be, if I'm being told that I have to be able to drag a fucking 300 pound dude with fucking combat gear and shit on, that's a lot of fucking weight. A lot of fucking weight. And I might struggle with that shit, but fuck. You know I feel like I could do it. Now females, just sorry to say it, a lot of them that I met could barely probably drag a, a 200 200 pound man. When I did combatives uh, training where we were, it was like a mixture of jujitsu. I remember I, I was, I was kind of soft on the females I fought against because I could physically feel the difference in strength. Like they struggled, and I was just like, "Damn!" And not to say that you know women can't fight. Fuck, there's UFC badass female UFC fighters. And fuck, I, w I wouldn't want to get in a ring with them. That's for damn sure. But you know, that's they're still that's not average, and that's not most. These are select females that are committed to that kind of lifestyle, are committed to that kind of that degree of 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 physical effort. I guess you want to say. So that to me is definitely a a uh, important factor in. in when I saw females in the military, in the army. Like, can they, can they pull their own weight? And can they keep up with the men? And that's just, that's the way, that's, that's how I viewed things. And again, like I said, I have, I've had more respect for women that could do that. Because I'm, it just shows me that, hey, you're, you're, we're all on the same team here. So we should all be able to play the same ball. Shouldn't be any differences uh, between us. But, I don't know. Apparently these groups, these feminist groups, or whatever they might be, are trying to call the system rigged and sexist. I, and again, it's just like, it's baffling and it's, it's counterproductive and it's going backwards. I'm, I'm, I don't know. The fucking military is going down the drain. Or politicians aren't doing good. We'll see how long this will last. <clears throat> the uh, We've trimmed down their military from what I've read. 
when our military has been slowly being trimmed, especially the Navy. We went from like a thousand ships, now we're down to like 400 ships uh, from like a thousand back in World War II or some shit. And so, yeah, we're, we're trimming down a lot of areas of our military. And yes, we might be spending more on advanced technologies, but man, I don't think that uh, advanced technologies is going to make that big of a difference when you have, I don't know, weak everywhere else, I guess. <laughs> I, I think when it comes to the military in the U.S., I think we should definitely withdraw a lot of our sh troops from the global global field, in my opinion. I think we're, we have too many troops stationed in too many other countries for various reasons. And in some cases, it's because they were requested there. Other cases, it's because we were a winning force in some way. I just think, you know, pull our troops back. Have the fucking United Nations take over. Like, isn't that what that shit's supposed to be about anyways? It's supposed to be like a, a, a peacekeeping force? Fuck. We need something in that regard. Something like a global, globalized military that doesn't answer to a specific country. Heck, I've even thought that it would be interesting to have it to where every country has to contribute a fair amount of of uh, income, or not income, but funds towards this organization, right? This global, uh, this uh, theoretical or hypothetical one that I'm thinking of. And uh, to have this uh, this uh, globalized defense force, so to speak, that their job is to defend the world. And as a result, they all their funding is from uh, from all the countries that contribute to this military. And the countries that co contribute to the military have to be fair in terms of the people that they, uh, what do you call it, contribute. And what I mean is that one, one army shouldn't be, I guess you could say one group of uh, soldiers from one nation shouldn't be too much higher than what they can afford to handle, right? Like, you don't want a small country that has, like, a population of one million being told, well, you gotta have one million soldiers to... to to equal what the U.S. and the Chinese and the Indians are putting in. It's kind of like, oh, that's not right. That's not fair. Because they don't have that many. <laughs> you know? So, I think there should be a system like that where every country that joins into this organization and collective uh, contributes a fair group of soldiers. Not just, oh, like, ah, we'll throw in like 10 or we'll throw in like 20. It's like, no. If you're going to be a part of this, you have to contribute minimum of this based on your country's like uh what do you call it capabilities or status and part of the agreements is that obviously every country that joins this organization organization you know would automatically be protected by the organization this uh global defense force so if they're if they're fearful of of a invasion from a neighboring country because they gave up their army to this global force, well, they should be automatically uh, given protection. You know, like, they should have a... Like, those military bases that were normally 
of their own of their own would now be part of the global force and the global force would use a diverse units diverse unit it has to stay diverse because that's where we're going to get this unity coming in you can't just have they have them be a part of this global force but then they're all national soldiers that are stationed there <laughs> so it would have to be like this diverse you know force and maybe as a result they'd have to develop a unified language not english not chinese not indian it had to be a new language that's an agreed upon language by the initial founders i guess you could say and it can't be english in my opinion can't be English because the argument could be made that it's favor favored towards English-speaking nations. And most of the world doesn't speak English. So the idea is to generate and create a unique, original scientific language. Like, the, like Koreans have a scientific language. Which I didn't know that was a thing, but that's their language. It's a language that isn't that doesn't have roots towards a specific. Uh, I guess I forget. I don't know the word for it, but it's not like uh, English that has Latin-based roots or or Japanese that has Chinese-based roots. You know, the Koreans have Chinese and Japanese words in their language, yes, but the root of their written language is not based off of Chinese or Japanese. Uh, heck, some most of their language or words, I guess, is 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 also uh, unique and was specifically designed. It took them like a hundred years to develop this language, and it's all phonetic and all that shit, which is really cool. You know, a lot of people uh, don't realize that there's so many different languages that are that are created, especially for entertainment these days. Like a lot of the languages you see on movies, TV shows, is is a result of a linguist forming a unique language for that film some cases it could be taken from other films and they're just like ah that's already created let's just take that but yeah so it's it's definitely interesting to to see to know that but anyways i think having a globalized force with a scientifically created language to be the base communication would be beneficial and strengthen the unity of all the nations i feel that are working together because now the quote-unquote work language for the global force would be this new and unique language that everybody would have to if you join the global force or global defense global defense force or whatever they want to call it uh, if they join it then they'd have to learn that language like that would be a mandatory like course in your training regimen um especially for people who are like volunteer to join right so i think that's something important because everything should be written in that language like there should be a unique written language for it and then a unique spoken language for it and i feel like with that in mind you'll definitely create this uh you'll give it a hundred years and you'll definitely have a unique uh language going on there right and who knows maybe it might become so popular that more people around the world start to learn this language that would be interesting and then who knows maybe that'll unify the languages once again 
as it was depicted in the Bible that everybody spoke one language. That would be interesting. But yeah, so those are that's my idea in regards to having some kind of uh, military replacement for what we have now to get rid of all our troops, pull them back from all these countries and replace those same bases with the United Nations or a new organization similar to the, the United Nations, but I would hope functions far better with fewer, I guess you could say, influences from specific countries. Again, because everything would be contributed based on fairness. And every country that that joins it would have to surrender certain bases or all their bases, depending, to the global force to, to place the place an active defense force there. So if, like, say, if the U.S. joins it, then we have to give up a base to that global defense force. And that base is going to be the, the, the either the headquarters for that region or whatnot. For the global defense force and the same thing with the chinese like you know what i'm and the point being is like you can't just join and not have the defense force stationed in your country like that's just in my opinion it's like trying to avoid that the that given too much power i guess but it's it's weird then it starts to look like you're you're trying to manipulate the uh, organization because other countries that favor that kind of system of having the defense force in their country uh, would feel like they're being used by the bigger countries so yeah that's where and it can't be a small base it can't be this oh we'll give you like this city building that's now your base <laughs> no it has to be a good size base that could fit a good chunk of of soldiers right Whatever that base originally contained, that should be the equivalent of what the Defense Force should put into it. And every country, again, either the, if it's the U.S., if the Chinese, the Indians, the Middle Eastern countries, the African countries, wherever, whoever joins it would be forced to give up a base or build a new one specifically for them. Again... I would say that it, it would be interesting to have countries to just surrender their entire military to this organization in the sense that the volunteer soldiers would come from that country but serve in this in this uh, global defense force and yeah and give them far better I don't know far better uh, I guess rules than than what i've heard about the u.n forces which is pretty ridiculous like they, they i don't know they just i feel like the u.n forces can be can be so easily just outnumbered or outgunned because of the the having their hands tied behind their back situations because they're, they're unable to do things because of the laws that that uh, regulate the UN forces. I can't remember exactly what they were, but I just remember that they were pretty stupid. But I don't know. Maybe I just didn't understand something, or maybe I didn't read it, read far enough into it. But I just, you know, that's just what I, what I think of it. So, 
Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm gonna cut it there. I think that was uh, a definitely a conversation. See where? Don't know how I just went all around like that, but it is what it is. And I hope all of you are doing good, staying safe, staying clean. And if you're getting your COVID shots, definitely take note of whatever happens and make sure if you do feel sick again, even after the shot, that you go see a doctor. Just better to play it safe, you know? Don't, don't, uh, try to toughen it up. Just, just see a doctor, just to play it safe. And, yeah. Well, wherever you're listening to this on, definitely give it a follow. And if you want to support me directly, visit my Anchor page where you can support me there. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this episode, and I hope to see you in the next.